when it's not in my timing, it's easy for me to get discouraged and sad. Doubts start to creep in. Man, am I doing what God called me to do? Is, it, is God in this? But I need to trust the process, right? So things that I've been praying for years back now are starting to come into fruition years later. And what God calls us to, we need to ask those hard questions. Am I willing to wait to see the fruit come? So whatever it is for you, if you are in ministry, if you are a musician, if you are in business, like be willing to wait for God's timing and put in the work while you wait. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rooted in Christ podcast. My name is Eric Stevens. I'm the founder of Redwood Christian Ministries. Hope everyone out there is doing well today. We are on location today. I got my man Breno with me. We are not yo, in yo. Cleveland, Ohio in my basement like I usually am. You want to tell them where we at? Yes, sir. We are in Centerville, Michigan. That's what's up. That's what's Metropolis. up. Metropolis. Nah, I'm just playing. We're in the middle of some cornfields, ladies and gentlemen. It's good to be here. You can't see the cornfields because of the backdrop. It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> Brother, thank you so much for being back on the show. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. I came out here just to fellowship with you, your family, attend church service this weekend. So thank you so much for all the hospitality you, oh, you for showed. Sure. I appreciate man, it. it's it's been a pleasure, man. That's my heart. Like just to continue to make connections in the kingdom and continue to build it. And doors are always open. Love that you came out here to worship with us, break bread. So it's been a blessing. No, thank you, man. I'm I'm hoping to come back. I'm hoping to come back for, for sure. the hopefully for the youth conference in October. Keep my fingers crossed on that. Yes, so. sir. But I know y'all got you on the on the show for a short period of of time today, and I just want to say this to to the audience. Um, I put this out on Instagram that if you have a topic that you want us to cover on the Rooted in Christ podcast or just something you really want us to discuss, DM me, text me, call me if you got my number, and let me know. So today I'm dedicating this episode to my friend Holly because we are going to talk about intentionality and being intentional and intentionally living for Christ. So we're just going to dive right right into this. But before we get into that, I had Brent on the show about a month or so ago. So for anyone who didn't listen to that episode, please go back and check it out. But for anyone who hasn't heard, brother, who is Breno? Tell him. Man, Breno is a follower of Jesus, a husband, a rapper, a pastor, just someone who's passionate for the kingdom of God and just someone who loves to use my gifts for his glory, for his honor, whatever that looks like, whether it's a podcast like today, preparing for a sermon, a Bible study, or making a rap song, performing at a festival. It's all for the glory of God. So, man, I love Jesus. I love my wife and I love music. Man, God is good. Bro, I need you to stop putting music out at midnight. Like, I'm a night owl. I already have enough issues sleeping. So when you and Diamond put out songs at 12 o'clock, I'm usually up till 3 a.m. I know, me too. It's a problem. <laughs> Confession, though, I fell asleep. I couldn't even stay up for my own release. As my wife, she was up, and I fell asleep. I was I up for your release. Too. I know. I appreciate it. I was up for your release. And it was, if you haven't had a chance to check out the new project, you want to tell them anything about it? Yeah, so myself, my producer, Kay Diamond, and my buddy, Karen the Light, we just dropped a three-song EP this past Friday called Anthems of Revival. Three-track EP with your presence, Bible Thumper, and God Energy. Just three, I just really believe, spirit-filled songs that will hype you up in the gym, but will also draw you close to God's presence. So. I love the like I love the message behind the music. Like I love the I love the fact that it is spirit filled. Like mm -hmm. I can feel the Holy Spirit in your music when I'm listening to it. And it always makes me do some self-reflection 
Like, man, how am I really living? How am I seeking God's presence? Am I tapping into the Holy Spirit before I make these these decisions, these choices? So I appreciate what what y'all do, man. It's yeah, it's man. a huge blessing to me because for sure. And it's definitely an alternative to what I used to listen to. Mm-hmm. So I've told you plenty of times you are my favorite rapper. And I want to continue to tell you that until you believe it. That's, that's love, bro. <laughs> Man, I appreciate it. So, but I want to just dive into this topic of just yeah. living intentional for, for Jesus and, and what that actually looks like. Because when it comes to Christianity, I don't believe good intentions are enough. I, I think that we have to put actions behind that intention. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have to actively seek after the Lord, mm-hmm. actively live this out. I want to be better, but how do I actually go about doing that? Yeah. So I'm going to let you dive off into the, to the scripture that we're going to, one of our scriptures, which is Matthew 6, 25 through 33. Yeah. So let's jump, let's jump in right here. Matthew 6, 25 to 33. So this is, just, this is Jesus's words. He says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life and what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And which of you being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith, therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added to you. I love that because in verse 33 it talks about seeking him first. Mm-hmm. prioritizing him first. And I always tell people that your priorities will determine your capacity. Yeah. Your priorities will help determine your focus. That's good. What you prioritize is going to literally dictate the pace of your day. Mm-hmm. And he's saying here, and feel free to jump in any time here, yeah, that yeah. he is talking about a lot of our basic needs, that if we seek him first, those things will be provided on us. So we don't yeah. have to worry about mm-hmm. those things. And it's not that they're, it's not that we shouldn't have some kind of care or concern. Mm-hmm. It's, are we seeking him first and leaving that at his feet? Or are we trying to do it in our own strength? Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that hit me when I, when I read this, especially in verse 33, when it says, seek first the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. What are your priorities? That's a question I always got to ask myself. Because like what your actions show me what you care about. Right. Like no matter what, good and bad. Like your actions are the fruit of the thoughts, the priorities you already decide in your mind, in your heart your actions are the fruit of that. And we said it when we kicked off, intentional living for, for Christ requires action. Mm-hmm. But it's like, we, we have the answers in the book. Mm-hmm. And we have the opportunity because of, of what God did through Christ to go boldly before God and say, I don't know, mm-hmm. or guide me, or yeah. I need wisdom, or I need financial provision. Like we, we, are, we, are, we have the ability to go to the Father as children and say, God, I need you right yeah. now. So it really is about seeking him first and not lean on our own, on our own understanding. Mm-hmm. So, and I say this a lot too, we can't live intentionally for God until we deal with the distractions. Mm-hmm. But we, it's hard to live intentionally until I fully understand what is distracting me yep. from God. Mm-hmm. What is keeping me from seeking your presence? That's good. But here's the killer. I got to be honest about it. I'm going to be like, yo, this is actually true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, 
no, like I am wasting time doing X, Y, Z. Bro, 100%. Like I look at the time I spend in the past week, whenever, wherever I'm at spiritually, I look past. It's funny, like we talk about intentionality. I know I'm not the only one that does this, but whenever I'm struggling spiritually or I'm going through something, I look back at what I've been doing. Man, how has my reading been? How much have I prayed about this? The thing that is causing anxiety in my mind and my heart. Like, what am I doing? Am I reading more or am I watching Netflix more? Am I, am I praying more or am I complaining more? It's, it's important about, or like, what are the things that are distracting me from doing that? Because what's a big, what's a big excuse we make for Bible reading? I don't have time. Ooh, come on. Right? How about for prayer? I don't have time. Right, this job is consuming my time, right? Marriage, raising kids, even even good things like being plugged in in the church. Right. Man, I'm doing so much stuff at the church, Bible study, this and that. I don't have time to pray on my own, read on my own. And then we get convicted and we remember, man, how much time have we scrolled through Instagram this week? How much time have we watched Netflix? How much have we, time, have we done these things, right? How much more important is it? to separate those things from our lives and actually dig deep into God. So we have time. Right. Right? Because that other another temptation we have is like, man, if only I had another hour in the day. Come on. Or if, if only there were eight days in the week, nine days in the week, I'd be able to get all this stuff done and spend time with God. But there's always going to be things competing with God for the throne of our heart, for our attention, for our investments, for the seeds to be planted. Like, there's always going to be things in competition with the Lord and with our devotion. So it's important to remove those distractions and spend more time with him. It's crazy that you just said that because we didn't really prepare for this. Like we just kind of, no, no. because I have in my notes that God probably has more competition today than ever before mm. because everything is just so much more readily available. Yeah. Facts. Like we might not be physically sitting here worshiping statues, but that screen time, how much time do you spend on it? Yeah. Like, I actually check my Instagram page, not the Redwood page, my personal page. Mm -hmm. Like, how much time did I spend on Instagram today? Mm -hmm. How much time did I spend on here this week? One of the prophetic words that I actually got this weekend, part of it was about me journaling the rest, mm -hmm. of, this, rest of this journey. And anybody who knows and watches knows I can barely hold a pen. I prefer to take things on my notepad. I don't mm -hmm. like to write stuff down because I write like a second grader. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Me too. And I wonder we're friends, okay? We, yeah. we, we're kindred spirits. <laughs> but how much... and. I say I bring it up because Google actually has those timesheets. You can just download them for free. You can literally go on Google and get a timesheet that says, how have I spent my day today? And it'll break it out every 15 to 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's eye-opening. I recommend people like do mm -hmm. that and just see like, where am I really focusing my time? Because like you said, if you actually pay attention to how you spend your time, it'll show you exactly what you care about. Yeah. It's the same thing with your money. If you look at somebody's bank account, you can see exactly what they care about. Yeah. If you look at someone's friends, you can see exactly, you can start mm -hmm. to kind of see exactly where their yeah. future is getting ready to go. Yep. You show can me tell. your friends, I'll show you your future. Right. And yep. it's, it's not this like, oh man, it's not an arrogant thing. If you, if you show me who you hang out with and how you spend your money, we're going to be able to start to kind of guess, this is probably where the direction mm -hmm. of your life is, is, is going to go. So true. That's so yeah, true, so. bro. And I think, again, to your point with the, with the screens, they're so in front of us, and it's just so readily available. It's so available. It's nuts. That's, that's why I like those retreats where it's just like, shut it off. Yeah. Yep, those are needed. Shut it off. And then you realize how, like, how low-key addicted you are. Because right. Because you have nothing to do. So you're like, oh, let me go. Oh, man, I can't check my phone. Right. Like I used to, right? Or like, for example, like once a week, I get off social media completely. 
Right. And then the days that I do that, like just that force of habit, like right. boom, there's nothing going on. Let me go check my phone real quick. I'm like, oh, there's nothing to check because I'm off right now. And you realize how how fast we build habits, right, with these things competing against God, where now it's like second nature. I didn't even intentionally think, man, let me go check my phone. It just happened. Right. Because it became a habit. I forgot. I think it must have been last year in our church did our 21 day of fasting. I become that person whenever I say something happens, it happened much longer ago than what I really described. So if I tell you it was two weeks, it's probably like six months. <laughs> but we did a 21 day fast and I actually removed, like you said, Instagram and social media from my phone. Like I took the apps off my phone. For about those first three or four days, I literally would go check and it was just, I didn't even realize I was picking up my phone to check mm -hmm. the social media app and yeah. it wasn't there. And it was mm -hmm. embarrassing for me. Yeah. I was like, how dependent am I on this? And I wasn't even aware of it. Mm. And I'm not attacking social media because I use it to, to, obviously to promote Redwood, but it has just became such a habit. Like how much time am I really spending on this? And is this giving life? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're putting Jesus out there, but you know, just like I do, because you serve as in a pastoral role at your church, that even serving in ministry can become an idol. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Serving the church can become an idol because you may be pouring out and pouring out, but did I get the word for myself today? Yeah. That I set that mm -hmm. time aside today because Facts. there's that inaction that we've been talking about for God. I need to recognize what's caused that inaction before I can actually take action to do something mm -hmm. about it. Like you said, I need to know exactly what is keeping me from the Lord and then be honest about it. So, yeah. so what are some of the ways that you are daily intentional in, in your walk with God? That mm -hmm. you, what are some of the things you do to daily seek his presence? Man, I got to set. I got a set time. Speaking of time, I, I have a set time every day because every time I, whenever I'd be like, you know what, I'll just try to find some time later today to spend time with God. It never really happened. So I had to discipline myself to set a specific time every day mm. to spend time with the Lord. And some days it, it, um, it doesn't work out, but majority of the time I like to read my word and pray as soon as I wake up. So like setting timers, not timers, but like setting boundaries. On when I do go on social media, it's like, okay, I'm not going to make any posts until, my, until I do my devotions. That's good. Until I spend time with God. So something that I do is every morning when I wake up, I wake up early before work to read my word, to pray, to spend some time in worship, spend some time just with the Lord one-on-one. That's what I do personally. I keep myself accountable with brothers. I'm in a, I'm in a men's Bible study, and we're all going through the same scripture, and we actually have a Bible plan that we do. So every day I can see who read the Bible plan, yeah. who did it. <laughs> oh man, that, that don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Exposure, man. <laughs> Even me. Some days I'm like, dang, he read it and I didn't. Okay. I got to read it. So that accountability has helped me so much. Yeah. Like in this season to have people around me to be like, yo, How's the book of Acts going? Yeah. It's like, man, that was a good question. Well, chapter one was nice. Uh-huh. We haven't got it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, ha so, they haven't sold everything yet. <laughs> I think the Spirit's coming soon. Yeah, it's yeah, coming yeah. soon. Yeah. But yeah, like, the devotional time is a, a key accountability. Like, surround myself around people who are doing the same thing. Right, I feel you. Because that challenges me, too. It's like, oh, man, I can see that he's been spending time with God. Like, I got to make a priority, too. Those things, man, when it when that's when it's nicer outside, I like going on walks, like prayer walks. Come on. So I go on a walk and just talk to God. I put the AirPods in so I don't look like a weirdo. Just talking to myself. <laughs> but no, I, I put AirPods, listen to some worship music, and then just start praying. I just start talking to the Lord. Okay, God, what are you doing? What are you saying in this season? What are some areas I could work on? So but yeah, those are some like key things that have helped me.
If you want to pop open John 15, 5 for me real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Because I think it's important that every day we connect with God. Mm-hmm. But I also make it a point to connect with other people, and I'm going to get to that piece in, in a second. But I think it's important. It's called daily bread for a reason. Mm-hmm. And you can't live off yesterday's word. You can't live off yep. yesterday's manna. You need to get the plan and the presence for God for your life too. Yep. Because I can't fix yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I can't even control what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But what I do know is if I put my best foot forward today, I can have a better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If God, if it's, if it's for me to wake up and see it. I know yep. that if I don't want to make the mistake that I made yesterday, what am I going to do today? Mm-hmm. I need to be honest with myself about what needs to be done about that. And only we can, only we know what those, what those particular things are. So mm-hmm. if it's a movie you, you shouldn't have watched, okay, mm-hmm. well, how do we get in that situation, to your point? It probably didn't start in the moment where you made the decision to watch the movie. There was probably things going in your mind long before yeah. that, or before you watched a video on the internet you shouldn't have, mm-hmm. have looked at, or before you said the thing that you really know that you should not have said. Mm-hmm. It was probably brewing in yep. long before. So what's, I take daily steps in connecting with God to make sure that my mind is renewed for that day so I can face the challenges for today. Mm-hmm. But if you want to read John 15, 5 for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. John 15, 5, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. That's why I try to do more than just read the verse of the day. Because it's pretty clear right there that apart from Jesus, I can do nothing. Mm-hmm. And I've shared a lot of my life story in this testimony. You and I have talked about that if, if we've talked. Trying to do things apart from him left yeah. me depressed and suicidal. Left me addicted to drugs and left me in horrible situations. So why not tap into the person who has all the, all the answers, all the resources, mm-hmm. who's seen the end from the beginning, who only wants good things for me? Yeah. Why would I, why would I try to do this in my own strength? I actually... I actually have proof and evidence of what life looks like doing it in my own strength. And it was epic failure. (laughs) It was epic failure. I don't want to go back to that. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's great. So I don't want to go back to that. So now what? What do I have to fill that with? It's why I encourage people to get into the discipline of of fasting, control my flesh, and increase my hunger for God. (laughs) Because fasting isn't just going hungry. It is literally when I get hungry, I'm now going to take that time to actually pray. And mm-hmm. seek him. Get with my brothers and sisters, and 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 let's let's do this to together. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love that scripture because it says, "He who abides in me," and that word simply means to remain, mm-hmm. to dwell, right? So you have a dwelling place, right? So we all have a dwelling place, right? Our home, right, where we live, our address. The amount of time we spend at home versus, like, you just came all the way to Michigan, right? From 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 Ohio, you had to go get a hotel. Right, you you sleeping at the hotel, but that's not your dwelling place. Right, that's not the place you go to to rest. Right, it's just a quick place that you just stay in for a little bit. But a dwelling place is a place where it's like a home. Come on, right. So we need to find that in our personal relationship with Jesus. Where do you have a dwelling place with God? Right, do you have a a, a place where it's like, okay, I'm going through this. Let me go and dwell with Jesus. Not just a quick stop by, right. not just a quick drive through. Like, oh, oh hey, I need, I need you to fix my problems really quick. Like, let me just just drive through real quick. No, a place where we sit, where we remain, where we dwell in. Like that is a place where we will we're where we will get our daily bread. When it's a continual, ongoing thing each and every day, building that dwelling place with God. See something else. Just like I got here on on Thursday, 
and it's it's Sunday, and I don't even want to leave. <laughs> That's why I'm coming back. Because to your point, this couldn't just be a drive-through. Let's experience mm-hmm. what Christ what Christ has. Mm-hmm. I tell this to my leadership team a lot that I I usually let them know when I'm getting ready to go into a time of fasting. Not because look at me, look at me. That's mm-hmm. that is not it. It's because I want to encourage the spiritual discipline of fasting and what fasting mm-hmm. brings to you and what it brings out of you. Yep. And I also think it's important that. The people who follow me in ministry, I'm pretty transparent with them. Like, you should know how your leader is, is living. I usually set a time, set time aside each month for fasting. That way, if my pastor calls for an all-church fast, I'm not like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I thought this was just a January thing. <laughs> Spiritual discipline has to be a lifestyle thing. Yeah. And it's easy at the end of the year to set all these goals and go into, I don't set New Year's resolutions, but for anyone who does, it's easy to do that and then possibly overestimate what you may accomplish in a year mm-hmm. and then at the same time underestimate the power what you can do in a day yeah like life is built day by day i can't do life all in one day i'm mm-hmm. going to break this down day by day so daily i'm going to get into my word and then this brings me to to galatians 6 2 this episode is going to be scripture heavy in case you haven't picked <laughs> up on it yet one of my my morning prayers is god use me today use me to make a difference today use me to impact someone's life for the kingdom today Use me to serve today. Use me to lead someone to Christ today. Lord, use me today. And this, this one, if you pray this, just get ready. Holy Spirit, interrupt my day. Because it's going to happen. You're going to find yep. yourself in a random place in a random situation that are not random at all because you prayed it that morning. Mm-hmm. But because that I make sure, like you said, you, you, before you even post, you start your day out with, with Christ. Before I, that's, I say that before I even get my day going, to get my, mm-hmm. my brain off of myself. Yeah. And get my day focused on God. And then it's important that I can, so we've talked about connecting with God, but I also make sure I connect with other people to see how they're doing. And that's where Galatians 2, or 6, 2 comes in. Yeah, Galatians 6, 2 says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. How are you doing today? Mm-hmm. How's your soul today? Mm-hmm. What's really going on with you? How can I pray for you? How can I take action in those mm-hmm. prayers? Because we all get the, the phone call someone when someone passes away and then it's like okay we're here for you in that moment what about after what mm-hmm. about the next month what about the next year are we still there for yeah. those people are we still there after the trauma are we still mm-hmm. there are we doing life with them checking with people to see what their actual needs are yeah because the text message is great but if they need a meal i can cook mm-hmm. and if i can't cook i know the people who do Right. So this goes back to Acts chapter two. You'll get there when you finish Acts. <laughs> Let me know when you get there. I'm not there yet. Oh, my, Bible, my Bible plan is slipping right out. <laughs> it is how do we meet the needs of those folks? How do we love yeah. on the people who are closest to us? So and it goes back to being intentional. Right. How are we being intentional with people, bro? Because like one thing my pastor always says, our head pastor says, people will stay where they feel valued. That's real. And it's so true. Like it doesn't matter. Like, in the context of church, it doesn't matter how great the sermons are, how great the worship may be, how many resources this church has. If you don't feel valued there, you're not going to stay. It's so real. That's right? so good. And then the vice versa. It's so good. It can be a church where the worship ain't the greatest. The pastor, he's more of a teacher than a passionate teacher. How, whatever it is, yeah, right? I hear you. But if you feel valued, if you feel connected to the body, and you know that you're loved and cared for, and your pastors are taking care of their sheep, like, you're going to stay. Okay. It's important. Why would someone stay if they don't feel like they're wanted there? Yeah. Why would they stay if they don't feel connected? And, like, I'm not, like, I get it. Some people, like, 
this is just one of my 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 pet peeves right now is of if people are hurting and they're broken and they're going through traumatic things in their lives, let's reach out to them. Let's not always mm -hmm. expect them to reach out to us. I don't always mm -hmm. expect people to reach out to me in their brokenness. Like they're already broken. Mm -hmm. So now they have to reach out to. So, mm -hmm. And I get it. There, there's a responsibility that we have to our own walk and our own journey in including that relationship building piece. But at the same time, how are we, how are we intentionally doing life mm -hmm. and living for people? Are we coming alongside them in their brokenness? Mm -hmm. Can I, I'm going to ask you, my goal is to ask you what you need before you have to tell me. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask you, how are you doing today? I need you to mm -hmm. know that I care enough to ask. And if it's just, I'm cool today, fine. Mm -hmm. I'll be back on Wednesday to check up on you. Yeah, yeah. So. No, that's so good. Something else I try to do when it comes to intentionally living for Christ. And if you notice, we're trying to keep this. How does the Bible say it's supposed to live for Jesus? So mm -hmm. I intentionally wake up every day looking and walking in forgiveness every day, mm -hmm. which now brings us to Colossians 3.13. Yep. And I think it's important that not only do we forgive, but we accept the forgiveness that Christ has for us. Mm -hmm. So we're not carrying around the burdens of our shortcomings and where we've, we've messed up. Yep. Yeah, it says, Colossians 3.13, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. I don't know about you, but every time I have not extended forgiveness to somebody, I felt like weight on my shoulder. Like mm -hmm. you, it's like you just feel the angst in your yeah. chest. Like they walk in a room and you got to walk out. Like yeah. you're like, that's horrible. That's horrible. Mm -hmm. Like forgiveness is the high road, but I tell people it's also a toll road. So like, forgive, yeah. Forgiveness is going to cost you something. Yeah. It's going to cost you a part of your flesh. Like it is going yeah, to cost yeah. you something. That is not, that's good. I'm going to have to pay a toll my way back home. I think I got to mm -hmm. pay like three or four of them. Because if I go the opposite way, it's going to take me another two hours to get back to Cleveland. That's not going right. down. Let's just pay it. So mm -hmm. I pay it up front and I pay it daily. Lord, I'm going to extend forgiveness today. No matter what that's going to have to look like. Mm -hmm. Whether they cut me off in traffic, whether they say something untrue about me, I'm going to walk in forgiveness because mm -hmm. I can't carry that weight of unforgiveness. Yeah. Because I have, this is, goes back to what we said earlier about knowing yourself. I struggle with anger. So unforgiveness will quickly turn to anger and bitterness for me. And those seeds come right. So no, I'm just going to walk in forgiveness because that's what I would want in return. And that's what Jesus has given me is forgiveness. Yep. So who am I to deny someone of, of that forgiveness? Yep, because they think about what Jesus did for us. Or it's like, yeah, the people that we're struggling with forgiveness with, they probably, there's probably reasons for you, for you to be mad, right? right. They probably uh, lied to you, cheated, whatever it was. Right. But then think about what we did to Jesus. Come on. We've lied to Jesus. We've cheated on Jesus. We haven't been purposeful. We haven't been intentional. But he still forgave, right? He loves so that we may love, right? So, no, that's a really good reminder. Another thing I do for intentionally living for Christ is taking daily reflection, mm -hmm. which now sends us to 1 Peter 2 2. Um, and these are my come on, man do better moments <laughs> be the morning and I'm looking at yesterday or whether it be uh, so I wake up Tuesday and Tuesday night I'm just looking at, at, at my, my shortcomings like why did you say that why did you do that how do we make sure we don't say this again how do we make sure that we go the speed limit and don't get a speeding ticket next yeah, time yeah, yeah that's, that may or may not have happened uh, <laughs> like recently so like before I got here so how do we make sure that doesn't happen again. Mm. How do we walk in that character integrity? Do I need to go to bed earlier? Do I need to, do I need to leave earlier? Do I need to allow myself more 
time. Do I need to look at more reflection? But I take daily reflection to see how do I improve my tomorrow? Mm. How do I, and then how do I look at where I, I, I kind of fell short here to make sure that I don't make this same mistake tomorrow. But First mm. Peter 2.2. 2. Yep, it says, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. So that growth, I, I view that growth as making sure that, again, I'm not bringing the me of yesterday into to mm-hmm. the bad parts, the bad parts yeah, of yeah, yesterday yeah. into today. I need today to be different than what yesterday was. So if I said something that I should not have said, or I said something that was inappropriate, or I looked at something that was inappropriate, or we can use the speeding ticket thing as mm-hmm. an example, how do I make sure that doesn't happen again today? So how do I make sure I'm growing from that, that situation? Mm-hmm. So... Yep, it's important to self-reflect. And also, like, the Holy Spirit, he's the helper, he's the guider, but he's also the convictor. Come on. And he gonna convict us and be like, all right, you did that. I love you, but let's let's change, right? Yeah. Let's be transformed. Let's make different decisions. Yeah. So with that self-reflection, it's good, going back to I said, like, just with accountability, having people in your life where you've given them the space to bring correction in terms of for the, the benefit of you growing. And being more like Christ. It's a, it's a continual process. Sanctification. It's not going to happen overnight. But night by night, day by day, we become more like Christ. It's crazy because like growth, and I put this in my notes, but growth is the reason why people like don't necessarily like sit there and just like invest in it. Mm-hmm. It's because it's, it's, it's a silent investment. Like you don't, you don't see growth right away. Growth mm-hmm. doesn't always have an immediate yeah. term. It is not instant gratification. Mm-hmm. So I always say that the microwave was the worst American invention ever because everybody wants everything right now. And look yep. at what's happened ever since that invention mm-hmm. got made. Everything has to be instant. Yep. And that's not, that's not always going to bring quality. Quality. Mm-hmm. Some things we can change right away. Yeah. I may be able to change the behavior, but changing the heart condition behind the behavior, mm-hmm. that might take some time. Mm-hmm. Changing why I did the behavior in the first place, that might take some, that might take some real time. So, mm-hmm. but what we start will eventually come out. Yeah. It'll eventually come out. Like you said, we'll be able to mm-hmm. see, oh, wow, they're up there preaching now. I remember five years ago, I never would have thought that person would have been doing that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like seed. Like I talked about it in a sermon uh, a couple months ago. It's like, like if you look at a big tree. Yeah. Right. You can see it from miles away, a big tree. But then the way it grew was a super small seed. Mm. Right. It's just seed by seed is where we find tremendous growth, good and bad. Like, where are we throwing seeds? Like, one little seed here, like, for po- in a positive way. A seed of prayer, right? A seed of reading the Bible for 10 minutes. A seed of listening to worship music. A seed of holding our tongue when we wanted to say something in anger. <laughs> All these little seeds are going to bear much fruit later, right? But then, on the flip side, this little seed of right, of lust, this little seed of anger, this little seed of gossip, right? It's going to bear fruit that we don't want. Right. Right? So that's why, like you said, going back to that self-reflection, okay, what have been the seeds I've been planted in my life? I promise this will be the last scripture we, we put on, but like <laughs> you, you mentioned, like that is so important that what we put in is about to come out. Mm-hmm. And if that can be down to anything. So if these are truly the, the, the eyes of the window of the soul. What am I looking at? What am I mm-hmm. exposing myself to? And I've had to start asking myself, if I'm going to sit down and watch this movie, if these are truly the eyes, if this is truly, if this, if my eyes are truly the, 
just a windows to my soul. What am I exposing the Holy Spirit to? Does Jesus really want to sit next to me on the couch and watch this? Right. I've really had to start asking myself that question before I've turned certain things on. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, and I've said this a lot, you don't owe anybody any excuse for why you're not sinning. Mm -hmm. So maybe they watch that, but it's not okay for me. Because I know where Eric used to be. Yeah. And I don't want to go back there or live there. So we're going to turn now to Philippians 4.4. Let's do it. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Intentionally living for God, I try to put on joy in all circumstances. Mm. And it is not easy mm -hmm. to just be having your world collapsing around you and still walk with a smile on your face. And I'm not mm. cheering on for the collapsing of these things. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> like, that's crazy. I just know that God works all things together for the good of those who love mm -hmm. him. If he allowed this to happen in my life, then I'm going to claim and speak forth. I have victory over whatever said circumstances. Yeah. So joy is just taking a positive stance. Yeah. within all the circumstances so mm -hmm. it's an attitude yeah yep like we we sang today like there'll be joy in the morning like the joy of the lord is our strength yeah. right it's not the happiness we can find from from something that this earth tries to give us it's the joy that comes from the lord so it's a choice just right. like love is a choice in a way we have to choose to live in the spirit Come on. right love joy peace right self-control all these things patience patience it's a choice, like you said. Like enjoy is a choice. We gotta be intentional with joy. That's real, bro. So this is just a nugget that I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out just because we're both mm. we're both in leadership positions in the church. So I am now working on intentional resting. Okay, mm. <laughs> this is this is rough for me. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right, this is this is a rough yeah. one for me. I enjoy working, mm. and I'm that person. Like I like to make a to do list and just check all my to do list and like yeah, different yeah. color pins. And I got my dry erase board uh -huh. over here at home, which is also checked off in different yeah. color pins and markers. I'm intentionally resting now. I think it's important that the people who are following me in ministry see that I'm also taking advantage of rest. So mm -hmm. officially, now I have a Sabbath day on my calendar. That's awesome. Which is like. It took me all year to get this uh -huh. set up. <laughs> what, what is it, June right now? It took me all year to get yeah. this set up. And halfway uh, there. We, we, it, we did it in six months. Can, oh. Praise God. But daily now, I'm taking 10 to 20% of my day, every day, just to rest. Oh. And I think, and this is just something that I do. So I'm not mm -hmm. saying this is going to work for everyone because right. everyone's situation is different. This is just me giving you a nugget of something that I do. You can take it, mm -hmm. you can throw it away. But that rest may look different for everybody. I love reading audiobooks. That's how I like to learn. I, that's how like I in, that's how I grew mm -hmm. in the Lord. Is I can't sit there and just read a book. Like my mm -hmm. mind will just go ping ping. It'll be all yeah, over the place. Yeah. But I'm an audio and visual learner. So that Audible app is my favorite mm -hmm. app because and I read a lot of John Maxwell's books on, on mm -hmm. leadership. So I'll try to read twelve books a year, and by read I mean listen, two on leadership. Usually with John Maxwell, him specifically, one or two of his books are going to set you the course, I guess, <laughs> for, um, yeah. for a long period of yeah. time. So, but what does that daily rest look like for you? Mm. You got to figure if you're sleeping eight hours, right? You're, and then you're working eight hours and you got an hour commute to work mm -hmm. you got anywhere. I mean, you're talking whatever that looks like for you. So let's just say 15 to 17 hours mm -hmm. of your day sleeping and working. Mm -hmm. What are you doing for your soul? What are you yeah. doing for your spirit? So. So good. For that 10 to 20% of my day, and for me, it's not going to the gym and working out. It mm -hmm. is not. Because, like, I go, I literally go there to witness. I don't go to lift weights. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's, I go there to, like, evangelize. Like, uh -huh. But I think that it's important. What does that 10 to 20% look like as far as that rest goes? 
Is it you reading? Is it you going on a bike ride? Right. Is it you going for a walk? Like you know who you are and you know yeah, shuts your different. brain down. Yeah. Yeah, because like for one person, reading might be, all right, this is time for me to rest. But for right. me, reading feels like work. Like I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to go intentionally read a book. Right. I'm going to read it, grow, because I have to, because I should. But something to, for me to rest, it's going to look different to somebody else. Yeah. So making sure we know, like, all right, what's something I can do to, like, literally, like, clock out and just rest so I can be ready for what's next. Right. So, because some people are different. Like, I know people who... For their Sabbath, they just need to be in a room with no one and just sleep. Yes. Just rest. Like, go on the, the recliner and just stay on the recliner, right? right? But I know people that, for them, a rest for them might be golfing or going out and doing an excursion, right? Something that's still active, but it's fun, but it's a different type of rest, right? Because it doesn't feel like work for them. So, yeah, just going back to that self-reflection, being intentional, knowing myself, being like, okay, what is something that I want to do, right, that's going to be restful for me, right? And then working out on our schedule. I think that's awesome. Like, so to your point, like, if I, if I know that my Sabbath day is on Saturday, if I know that I have something to do at 7 p.m., I am no longer resting because that's how my brain works. I know that at 7 p.m., I have to be somewhere, which means I got to start getting ready at whatever, 5.30. Yeah, my yeah, yeah. brain won't turn mm. on. I'm that person. I just need to sit back and do nothing, and yeah. then I'm, I'm, I'm shutting it down. Me too. So. And I'm noticing this making a difference in, in my leadership because I'm intentional with, with leading and serving people. Mm -hmm. Jesus, Jesus showed them how to live because he showed them how to wash feet. Yeah. He didn't just say wash feet. He showed them how mm -hmm. first. So I'm intentionally to the point about reading the books and for learning how to rest. It helps me minister out of my overflow Yeah. because I need the people who follow me. I, have to, I ask myself, these are those self-reflection questions. Do I care about them? Mm -hmm. How can I care about them? Can they trust me with their hearts and their and their mm -hmm. their fears, their struggles, their worries? This is this is the stuff that as a leader I ask myself. Like these folks are following me. How am I serving them? How am I washing their feet? This is another way I intentionally live because in the position of leadership as an elder, that's how serious I take it. Is, mm -hmm. Can they trust me with their ugly? Mm -hmm. And am I going to get into the mud with them? Because shepherds smell like sheep. Mm -hmm. Jesus was the good shepherd. They never called him a clean shepherd. They called him the good shepherd. Yeah. That means he would get dirty. He was the woman at the well. Mm -hmm. They'll tell you in that culture, she didn't been talking to her. Yeah. He's just like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go talk to her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So he gets, so am I, am I being that for mm -hmm. other people? Am I being what yeah. has been modeled by Jesus as a leader to the people who are following me? That's mm -hmm. another way that I personally intentionally live. So Man, that's so good, bro. So good. So, brother, I figured that this would be your time to let them know because that brain, this will be the final segment of the show. If there's anything else you'd like to share on intentional learning for Jesus or anything about the music, anything you guys got coming up, man, please, my brother, let them know. Man, I say, ask God what he's calling you to be intentional about. And it's different for everyone. Trust the process. I just got to encourage somebody trust the process because the truth is we're created in a way where we want everything right now. And then as soon as we don't get everything we want right in the moment, we feel like we're losing. Ooh. We feel like we're running behind because it's not in the timing we want. But the process that we submit to isn't our process. Our process of being intentional with the Lord, abiding in his presence, the things that we're submitting to God, we're submitting it to him. So that means now it's under his authority. So our timing of whatever it looks like, for me personally, like 
what God has with my music, it's in his timing. So when it's not in my timing, it's easy for me to get discouraged and sad. Doubts start to creep in. Man, am I doing what God called me to do? Is, it, is God in this? But I need to trust the process, right? So things that I've been praying for years back now are starting to come into fruition years later. And what God calls us to, we need to ask those hard questions. Am I willing to wait to see the fruit come? So whatever it is for you, if you are in ministry, if you are a musician, if you are in business, like be willing to wait for God's timing and put in the work while you wait, like serve while you wait, right? Do the dirty work while you wait and the fruit is going to come. And what's tough is a lot of the work, a lot of the intentionality we put into things, people don't see it. That's real. People don't see the intentionality we put into things. They just see the fruit. Right. So they're like, oh, he got what he got over there. That, that was eat, man. Well, how'd you do that? Like, they didn't see all the nights I was on my knees crying. They didn't see all the nights I wanted to give up. But now they're seeing the fruit. But God saw all of that. And I'm telling you, if you honor the Lord, he's going to honor you back. Like, all the seeds you put into the Lord with integrity, with character, with submission to him, he's going to honor each and every seed you put into, into fertile soil. And I've seen that in different areas, not even just music, but like with my, my marriage, like with my wife. Like people see us and be like, man, that's so cool. I want something like that. But people won't be willing to put in the work we did. That's real. There were a lot of times me and my wife had to say no to other relationships. There were a lot of times we were praying fast for our future marriage. Like, cool, you won the fruit, but are you willing to sow in those type of seeds cool. for that fruit? And we hear all the time in ministry, man, it breaks my heart. People are like, man. I want to I wanna quit this addiction. I want to be set free. Okay, praise God, you want to be set free. Are you willing to stay accountable? That's real. Are you willing to give me your passcodes? Are you willing to submit yourself to the local church and local leadership who will walk with you in your process of freedom? Because it doesn't happen overnight, but it does happen, right? Because God is a God, he's a, he's a father of promise. He's going to keep his promise. So if you stay submitted to him, trust, have faith, and believe, that what he has started, he will be faithful to complete, you're going to see it happen. So that's just my encouragement, man, to anyone. So good. So good. Can you do one more thing for him before we head out of here? Yeah, for sure. Can you close us out in prayer? Most definitely. Man, guys, let's pray. Wherever you're listening, whether it's your car, at the house, just let's just take some time to pray. Father, we love you. Thank you so much, Lord, for this day, this opportunity to come together, to open up your word, and learn more about what it means to be intentional. I pray for all my friends listening right now, God, whatever season they're in, that you would help them be intentional with whatever they have to be intentional with, God. Continue to lead us and guide us, Holy Spirit, as we continue to follow you, Jesus, and be more like you. We ask all these things in your name. Amen. And Father, I just thank you for just Breno, I thank you for his, his, his family, his ministry. I thank you for his yes, everything you're doing in him and through him. I thank you for the, the hospitality that's been shown to, to me this weekend, Lord. I just pray you just continue to show us what you want us to do, continue to knit our hearts together, Father. I thank you for, again, his yes, his, his obedience. I thank you for the expanded territory, Lord. I thank you for all the people that his, his testimony is going to bless. His sermons are going to bless. His music is going to bless, Lord. Just continue to open up doors for him. Give him eyes to see and ears to hear all the things of where you want him to go and the things that you want him to, to be a part of, Lord. I just thank you for this ministry. I just, I just thank you.
everything that has been experienced here in Michigan this weekend, Father. I pray your traveling mercy as we get ready to depart. We just pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. My brother, thank Bro. you so much. Most definitely. Fire as always. Fire as always. <laughs> Praise God. I want to be like you when I grow up. Man, stop. <laughs> stop that, bro. Nah, what you got going on here is amazing, bro. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. We just getting warmed up. Yes, sir. Glad to get you back in here for part three. Oh, that would be that would be awesome, bro. I'm sure yeah. you have another song coming out of like three or four. You come back on a part three. It's coming. It's coming. My brother, thank you so much for yep. doing the show. If you are enjoying the content from Redwood Christian Ministries and the Rooted in Christ podcast, please like, follow, share, and subscribe. We really appreciate the support. We are not doing this for attention. We want to put the message of Jesus out there. And we don't want to leave that in the hands of some random algorithm. So, Breno, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you, brother.